Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a six-game NBA main slate, which we have six uh, games spread out throughout the night and three games at the late uh, 10 o'clock Eastern hour. So here at Coach Talk, if you want to become a member, you can enjoy two slates we're going to provide tonight. We'll provide that six-game main slate, and then we're going to jump back in for a nice three-game after-hour slate that begins at 10. So if you want to join us, dfscoachtalk.com. You can jump in for as little as a three-day pass for $10. We would love to have you. It is an exciting week here at Coach Talk. We have so much going on. It is crazy. Uh, but this is the best time of the year. For NBA, I'm loving this because it's the trade deadline week. We have until uh, Thursday, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. That is the trade deadline. So we had a bunch of haymaker trades come down yesterday. Uh, and we'll have, I'm sure, more today and then uh, throughout the day tomorrow. Uh, what we're going to do here is I'm going to jump on right at the deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, uh, maybe 3.30 p.m. Eastern, probably give it uh, 30 minutes to settle. And I'm going to jump on and just do a review of the NBA trades and how they affect DFS, which is very, very important because you're going to have a combination of things, just you know, different players going to, to different places. So we'll settle that in with how the rotation is going to look. We'll also discuss how that's going to affect their DFS output. Uh, who's going to be in and out the first couple of days of travel because you could take real advantage of some of those uh, scenarios when people are traveling and uh, players are getting ready to report to new teams. Some of it's fairly quick. Some of it takes a couple of days. It has to go through the NBA office. They have to pass their physical. So we're going to stay on top of all that so that even as the transition of these trades takes place, we'll be on top of it. So Definitely join us tomorrow afternoon. Uh, that'll be posting again <clears throat> right around that uh, 3.30, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So you'll have all that information prior to uh, the lock that night. So definitely that'll be great. We also have a three-man booth for our NBA Super Bowl squad team here. Uh, Andrew Hansen leading the way with, of course, Josh Crash Davis. And our analytics guru, Mr. John Wehausen himself, will be joining that uh, NFL booth. And that will be uh, out later this evening. So uh, really looking forward to that. Also, then it's a busy week the rest of the week. We've got uh, all kinds of action tomorrow and Friday NBA-wise. Uh, Andrew's got uh, the PGA podcast going up later today, followed by uh, picks tonight for the full tournament. And then he'll be back on Friday night for the weekend only. And then this weekend, uh, Saturday, Gundacker and I will be doing a live stream again. Uh, we'll go over everything. Uh, that'll be at 2 p.m. I'm sorry, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so we'll be uh, on there Saturday where you can enjoy both of our uh, input into the game. So we have so much going on here. It's not even funny. And the last thing I wanted to mention is, uh, we just put together a, a nice uh, collaboration with Prize Picks. Prize Picks <clears throat> has been just exploding, and the and the popularity of it is uh, 
growing constantly. So big shout out to our our own guy, Josh Crash Davis. He's been on the prize picks bandwagon from six, eight months ago. So we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna layer that into a few comments during some of our podcasts. And we'll also be giving out a prize picks pick of the day for the NBA uh, throughout the day. Crash will be doing that. I'll be throwing some up there as well. So we're trying to meet all the needs, all the suggestions that everybody throws our way. And uh, we want it to be a one-stop shop for everyone. DFSCoachTalk.com. All right. No messing around. Six games. Nice slate. We got all this trade stuff to discuss who's in, who's out. It's absolutely uh, crucial that you stay in touch with us in Discord throughout the day and then before lock and even after lock for any of the news that comes down. I mean, it's a volatile time in the NBA, and if you want to crash it and crush it and slam it, whatever you want to do to to take advantage of all these things, you got to stay on them. So uh, let us do that legwork for you. We'll be posting changes, info, coach speak, uh, you name it. If there's a beat writer that puts something up, we're gonna we're gonna put it up there. So stay in tune with us, and we'll take advantage of these times. I know everybody else is like, "This is crazy." That's what I like. I want the more crazy, the better, because we're gonna get have a bigger edge than than anybody. Because it's not just a matter of figuring out and adjusting optimizer stuff. We're using all of the analytics and optimizers and everything, but we're hand building, and we know who's reporting who's you know, going to be in a rotation on and on. So definitely want to uh, take advantage of that. All right, here we go. First game, 7 o'clock. There's a 7, 7.30, and 8. So we have three staggered starts early. And then, of course, the three 10 o'clock games that'll uh, constitute that after our slate. First game, San Antonio Spurs, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland favored by 6.5. It's a 218.5 total. We've got the Spurs coming in at 20 and 34, Cleveland 33 and 21. Uh, question marks for the Spurs, Trey Jones and uh, Walker the fourth. Those two may or may not play. We need to know that. Garland, very important, is questionable for Cleveland. <clears throat> we, they do expect Karis LeVert to make his debut. He is probable. So hopefully we can get Garland and Levert in there together, but we need that news on Garland, no question. And then the guy that is out for sure is Laurie Markkinen. Uh, he should be back soon. Uh, in this game, statistically, Spurs fifth in pace, Cleveland 24th. So great uh, pace up game for Cleveland. Defensively, San Antonio 18th, Cleveland 4th. We know their defense can be very... Uh, tough and Levert can get after it a bit too. He's very athletic, so it should even help them more defensively. All right. Uh, after that, let's let's take a look at some of these players here. Is Dejounte Murray the pay-up guy? You know, he's celebrating his uh, first All-Star appearance. He was uh, named to replace uh, an injured player, so he is going to be in the All-Star game. He's 10-6 and will definitely test that backcourt of Cleveland. Just hard to really uh, try to play expensive guys against Cleveland because they generally don't totally get to their number because Cleveland's pace is slow, Cleveland's defense is good. But, you know, Murray is playing on another level right now. And at 10-6 on a, a six-game slate, he's still in play for me. I mean, he's playing that well. 
Uh, you have secondary options if you want to go down to Derek White at 6-1. Uh, other than that, though, you know, you got a fairly decent price on Jakob Pertle at 7-5, still a little bit too high. Uh, with Walker uh, possibly out, though, you may get a little bit more run from Devin Vassell. He's 4-1. But really, I'm not interested in anybody else from the Spurs other than Murray. I just don't like the volatility. Uh, you know, even though it's an island game for them, I'm still not super comfortable with going to the, the secondary picks. On the Cleveland side, you know, it'd be not, we need to know the news on Garland. If Garland's in, um, then at 8-4, he's playable. I think he's a, a fair price uh, in this game. I think, you know, Levert is a dominant player, but he also showed at times in the last few weeks here until the very end when they were showcasing him, that he was he could play second fiddle he could deliver the ball he could play a a pseudo point guard if you will so he's 9k and i'm interested if both play i actually lean a little toward garland uh people are going to be excited to play lavert on a new team but he's a little bit more it is garland's team right now so i think lavert would you know pl play that second role uh so i want to see that but if garland is out then Lavert is playable right off the bat. I think, you know, to make a first impression and, and play really well uh, would be very much expected the way he, you know, can turn it up. After that, uh, really, Mobley and Allen are the two guys you want to discuss. Uh, Evan Mobley at 6'8 has just not gotten there as much uh, lately as I would have expected. So a little concerned about paying that number. <clears throat> Jared Allen has been phenomenal, though. I mean, he has really turned his game up. But he's 8-1, and there are some other centers and some good price centers. So I'm not positive on Allen, but he does have uh, an outside chance. Kevin Love at 7-1, a little bit pricier now, makes it tougher. Maybe if Garland is out, you know, his scoring role becomes a lot more even with Lavert in. But if it is Garland and Lavert, then I think that bumps that usage uh, number down for Love a little bit. Uh, so that's where we stand there. All right, game two, 7.30, Chicago Bulls, Charlotte Hornets. Great, great DFS game here. Chicago's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. We have a big, fat 234-and-a-half number. How's that? We have another big number later, but not this is the biggest of the day, especially at, when you compare this game to the next game we're going to talk about. That game has a 208-and-a-half. How about that? What a difference. So uh, implied total for Chicago is 118.5. For the Hornets, it's 116. Um, as we go to the uh, numbers here, Chicago's 33 and 21. Charlotte's 28 and 27. We know for Chicago, Ball, Caruso, Dasunmu, Jones, and Williams are out. So some definite uh, changes there. Dasunmu jumping into the out group there. For Charlotte, we know that uh, Book Knight is doubtful. I'm counting them out. Hayward, uh, Martin, and McDaniels are out. So it does uh, dial in on some guys here with a little loss of depth. It really makes this game super playable and definitely stackable. No question about it. On top of that, they're both on an island. Uh, they don't have a game tomorrow. They didn't have a game yesterday. Chicago's 18th in pace. Charlotte is 6th. So decent there and not strong defensively. Chicago's down to 20, their low point. 
and um, Charlotte is 22. So <clears throat> two implied totals over 115, a big 234 and a half number. You can go all over the place here. Kobe White is 5-1 with Desunmu out. He's a great value play. He's on my list. Do you go to either Levine, DeRozan, or Vuk? They're 919695. So you've got those three uh, expensive pay-up guys that, you know, where do you go? What's the best move here? I'm not sure I'm going to pay up for all those guys. Javante Green's only 4-4. Kobe White's only 5-1. Those are the two guys, I think, that are the sneaky value plays to get some good exposure into this game. Uh, you know, Chicago's bench is definitely down some with some of the guys out. So it gives you the option to take advantage or you can mix one of those in uh, one of those guys in with a more expensive player. Now, I'll say this. I expect Rogier to guard Levine, which is a decent defender. Um, I expect Miles Bridges uh, to, to probably try to guard uh, DeRozan a bit, either he or P.J. Washington. Um, so, you know, that could be advantage DeRozan and then Plumlee uh, against Vuk. So Charlotte has proven they're not a good defensive team, but I would lean more towards a DeRozan play or a Vukovic play if I was going to pay up for one of the guys of, the, of that group. Definitely want probably two from Chicago, and then maybe, maybe two or three from Charlotte. I mean, you've got LaMelo Ball playing terrific. He's the other guy that was named to the All-Star team. Um, and deservedly so, and uh, he's celebrating that. He's 8-8 and in a good spot here. Terry Rozier at 6-9 can be considered, and then you've got uh, really Miles Bridges at 7-8. has just been fantastic, and P.J. Washington, value play at 4-9. He could start. I think he may, not positive. It's either he or Ubre that'll get the start there, but I think Bridges or Washington of 4-9 could certainly uh, 7-8x, 9x without any trouble. Plumlee at 5-5, he's been getting to his number consistently. Um, if you check him out, he's uh, been really flying under the radar and doing well. So he's a potential guy. And then Ubre, Ubre's only 5-6. He had gotten up to 8 at one point. But because his role has lessened, but now with Hayward out and just being shorthanded, Ubre is going to get 30 plus minutes. So, man, I'll tell you what, I have no problem with anybody on this squad. Ball, Rogier, Bridges, Washington, Plumlee, and Ubre. So you have six guys to choose from. Can we take advantage of any defensive flaws on the other side? There are a few spots. You know, I think, uh, you know, Vuk's not a great interior defender so that opens it up for a little bit more for Plumlee and Washington and I do think you know on the perimeter LaMelo Ball uh, has a distinct advantage you know on the White or Levine matchup so lots of action here certainly the key game of the slate um, and I will have quite a bit of exposure to this one <clears throat> all right we go to the third early game it's the Toronto Raptors and the Oklahoma City Thunder so a real rough one here. Toronto's favored by nine and a half, and it's a 208 and a half total. 109 implied for Toronto and 99.5 for Oklahoma City. You don't see many under 100, but we certainly have one here. 
Toronto's 29 and 23, Oklahoma City 17 and 36. Uh, we know that Dragic is out. He should get moved today or tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, uh, buyout, cut buyout, and uh, a Maverick. That's what I'm looking for. Guys out for the Thunder. Uh, SGA, Muscala, JRE, uh, Roby, and Wiggins. So they have a lot of rotational players now that have hit the skids and that are out. So if we look at the numbers a bit here, first of all, you have Toronto on the first night of a back-to-back, and they may potentially blow out the Thunder. That is a little bit of a concern, but not as much as normal because we know Nick Nurse is the new Tom Thibodeau of this league, and he is going to play his guys 40 minutes, and that's what he's decided he's going to do. So, uh, you know, that first night of the back-to-back doesn't scare me as much. Could it cost a guy two, three minutes? It could and that could absolutely have an effect, something to keep into consideration here for sure. Uh, we have two teams that don't move the ball fast, though. Toronto's all the way down to 28th. They have continued to play slower, but they're winning a uh, decent amount of games, and the Thunder are only 21st. Uh, defensively, Toronto 16th and Oklahoma City 12th. So the defense isn't bad, very average. So it doesn't really add up to... Uh, uh, there's a lot of difficult things here that I've mentioned that, that create this game not being a go-to game. On top of all that, you know, you've got some expensive guys on the Toronto side. And, you know, are they going to get a full run? Could it blow out? It is the first night, et cetera, et cetera. But again, Nurse plays his guys. So it gives you that doubt of maybe I should pull the trigger there. Van Vliet's 8-7, uh, which is a little bit expensive. Trent's been on fire. Uh, he's playable at 6-5. And Noby a little bit expensive at 7-2. Barnes in a good spot at 6-7. And you can always pay up for Siakam at 9-4. When he decides he's going to take over and take every shot, uh, that's pretty much what he does. So I always like to dial him up when I think he's going to just uh, have a monster game. This could be one of them against a really poor interior for the thunder they're just all banged up so uh you know looking at siakam as a, as a definite possibility here you always can uh take a, a shot a gpp shot at a two at three five boucher at four eight uh those guys have been getting decent minutes off the bench for the thunder you know generally the first pace place you look now since sga's been out uh is either with josh giddy at seven six or lou dort at six two uh, Dort has been crazy. Sometimes he goes 2x, sometimes he goes 9x. It's just bizarre. Um, so it's tough figure, but Lou Dort will probably get OGN and OB defense, if I'm not mistaken. And that, that could be a little bit tough unless they put OG on Giddy. So I want to make sure and figure that piece out because I'm thinking Scotty Barnes is going to guard Giddy, which doesn't help matters either for him because Barnes is an outstanding defender, but he's been being put on uh, the best player from the other team, one through four, and that's an amazing thing for a rookie. So with those two matchups, I don't think I'm going to spend the 7-6 for Giddy. Um, tempted on the 6-2 for Dort, but I don't believe I'm going to have any Thunder uh, uh, you know, exposure whatsoever. And as of right now, maybe only Gary Trent at 6-5, but this could be a one-and-done game for me, or a complete pass. Okay, the three late games, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 
The first one is Golden State Warriors, Utah Jazz, Utah minus two, 221 and a half total, 109.75 implied for Golden State, 111.75 for the Utah Jazz. Uh, in this game, we've got Golden State 41 and 13, Utah 33 and 21. Otto Porter and Kavon Looney questionable. So that's a new, a new one for Kavon. <clears throat> so they're two interior players. Uh, questionable is a big news. Uh, Bialica, Green, Igadala, Thompson, and Weissman all out. So we definitely have a potential for a very shorthanded Golden State team here. On the Utah side, Rudy Gay questionable uh, and Rudy Gobert uh, out. So never really paid attention that they had the two Rudys in the league on the same squad. Uh, not that that matters. Okay, so in this game, a couple of things. We've got first night of a back-to-back -back for Golden State. That's why you have guys like Clay sitting out, uh, et cetera. And then with not knowing for sure on the two uh, bigs, if you will, for, for them, makes it very tough. So that first night of the back-to-back -back doesn't help matters. Golden State's 15th in pace, Utah 19th, so very average. Defensively solid, Golden State's still number one. Utah is 13. So uh, not an ideal game as far as game scripting it out, but the 221.5 total is decent. And being a little shorthanded for Golden State could make this a very targetable game. I think this is the best Steph Curry look here in a while with some of the other shooters out. And if they don't have that interior to go to, um, you know, I want to see the news though. But if let's say Porter and Lunar, Looney are out, now we're talking about Curry's surrounding cast being possibly Poole Wiggins, Kaminga, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Moses Moody. So, you know, it could be the Curry show and uh, he may be a, a strong play here, but it's the first night of a back-to-back -back in Utah, uh, which doesn't make it easy either. And 10-3 is a lot to commit uh, to Steph, but he could be a, he could be a slate breaker, no doubt about it. After that, uh, let's see, you know, we may get the value here. If Porter and or Looney sit, all of a sudden, you can possibly get a, a JTA at 3.5. He may be starting uh, a Kaminga at 4.4 or a Moses Moody at 3.3. If any of those guys make their way into the starting lineup, uh, there's your value uh, play for the day without question. Um, the fact that Wiggins gets to play you know, second fiddle here to Curry without uh, having to deal with Thompson uh, at 6.3, he's a little bit more in play and uh, certainly can consider him as well. On the Utah side, you know, it's Donovan Mitchell just was fantastic for me the other day. He brought it home for us, and I love it. And, uh, you know, at 8-6, a little pricey here, uh, but, I, you know, he'll get Andrew Wiggins' defense, which is decent. So I'm a little, little worried about paying up there, but he is the man. I mean, he just looked phenomenal the other day, and when he's – zoned in. Uh, he's such a great closer. Uh, what a fourth quarter player he is. So still got to remain on my possible list uh, at 8-6. Uh, if you want to go a little cheaper, Conley at 6-5, Bogdanovich at 6-4, uh, Clarkson at 5-5 five, five are all playable. Uh, not interested in the Azubuki, Whiteside splits at center, 
I know a lot of people have been, you know, jumping on that, but still the un, uneasiness with that is a little concerning. But I will say uh, if Porter and Looney, especially Looney, if they're out, uh, the interior defense from Golden State is going to be rough because it is really built on Draymond and Looney. And we know Draymond's been out. And if they lose Looney, uh, it's going to be tempting to want to go to one of the interior players uh, for the Jazz. Okay, two more games. Also 10 o'clock, LA Lakers, Portland Trailblazers. Lakers minus eight and a half, a 225 total. 116.75 for the Lakers, 108.25 uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, we know the Lakers are coming off of that game last night, so it's a second night of the back-to-back. -back. Portland, likewise, second night of a back-to-back. -back. So you've got those things involved. So we're going to need news as the day goes, who's in, who's out. Right now they're saying LeBron and Davis are probable. So I think they're in panic mode. They need to win. They're three games under 500. There's the possibility they won't make the playoffs if they don't get things going. So even though it's the second night of a back-to-back, -back, as of now, James and Davis are probable, but we have to follow that news. Uh, watch the, the whole finish of that. I mean, they're not using Westbrook uh, down the stretch at all. Uh, so, you know, I, he, I think at his price, he becomes – just a scratch off. You know, how do you play a guy like that at that price that's playing poorly and now he's not even in uh, at the end of games? I mean, they, they've chosen Austin Reeves over him. That's just shocking to me, but I get it. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, and Kendrick Nunn remain out. For Portland, it is everybody. Nikhil Alexander-Walker out, the new acquired Eric Bledsoe out, Josh Hart out. So those guys aren't going to be ready for tonight's game. They're still traveling and uh, having physicals. If you had a chance last night to catch any of the Pelicans game, it's one of the coolest things I've seen this entire season. Uh, Josh Hart, even though he had been traded, his flight didn't leave till this morning. So he went as a fan, sat in the front row opposite the bench and wore an Ingram jersey to the game to root on his old teammates now. It was really cool to see, and then the entire team, the whole bench, went over to him after the game. It was just it's nice to see something like that. Uh, you don't see that very often. But he is he's, so he's not going to uh, make his debut yet for Portland. Uh, Johnson, Lillard, Luzada, and Sadoransky are all also out. So now Luzada, who we say every day is out, we just get to say he's out for a different team. So Luzada continues to be on our list. All right, so this game is wild. Second night of back-to-backs, all these trade changes, Lakers playing guys, expecting to play guys. It is definitely uh, a lot to process. But, you know, the number's good at 225. Lakers are favored here. They should be. I mean, if they can't win this game with Portland having this, you know, sketchy lineup with all their guys waiting to play from trades, I mean, it's craziness. But right now you've got uh, Lakers third in pace, Portland 14th. So we should have a good pace to run at. Defensively, Lakers middle of the pack, 14th. Portland 28th, third worst in the league. All right, where do we start with this? Do you go right to a LeBron or a Davis? I mean, you certainly can. It makes perfect sense. You really can't go to both. LeBron's 10-8, Davis 10-1. 
Uh, but making decision which way to go may be the, the big decision, sort of like the old days, which one do you go to? Because really Russ is out of that picture now. So you don't have the third guy to really uh, worry about. Uh, you just, I don't see any reason how you can play Westbrook. Even if he steps up and has a decent game, he's not finishing and he's just not getting the, the minutes that he did. So, you know, they need to win this game. If Portland can hang in there a little bit, certainly LeBron or Davis could get to their numbers. So they're in consideration. Malik Monk's been awesome. He's playing so well. He's only 6K. I definitely am on his bandwagon. He could make a lineup. Uh, after that, really don't want any of the bench. The Lakers are using a lot of just very subpar players. So it's probably a buy up to James or Davis and uh, Monk uh, hitching uh, them to the wagon as well. For Portland, you know, again, short team, short staff group here. Uh, guys that could pay off. Anthony Simons at 7'3 uh, is certainly a guy that can do it. Uh, Macklemore's Super cheap at 4-3 is in play. I really like C.J. Ellaby. He's getting big run right now until the new guys are in town. He's 4-4. Four, four. Uh, really solid play in Justice Winslow, 4-5. Our man Andrew was on him last night as a feature play, and he paid off for sure. He was terrific. So Winslow, could you can go right back to him. When he's out there, he's a good points-per-minute guy. Nurkic at 8-2, not looking that direction with the interior D of, of AD and company. Uh, after that, their bench, super thin. You know, if you G, uh, GPP shots, Watford 3-1, Dennis Smith 4-1, Greg Brown 3-8. Those would be the guys off the bench I'd consider. But it's hard, you know, not to, to roster a couple of Blazers here just because minutes, usage, and, and everything else. So I will have exposure to this game if it's one on each side it could be as much as two on each side in some of my lineups so i think it's a good game all right the last game second highest total great matchup for dfs as well also a 10 o'clock game it is the minnesota timberwolves and sacramento kings minnesota's favored by eight and a half it's a 233 and a half total a big 121 for minnesota implied 112.5 for the Sacramento Kings. And man, are the Kings taking heat for trading Halliburton. They just, social media was a buzz. And I also saw an article that said that it, the other GMs in the league were more surprised by the Kings trading Halliburton than any trade in the last 10 years in the league. So yikes for the Kings on that one. I'm sure that's not getting good, uh, you know, re being received well from their fans. But Hey, don't Sabonis is a great player, man. Give the guy a shot to, to win those fans over. All right, going into this game, Minnesota's 29 and 25. Sacramento is 20 and 36. Uh, the only guy out for Minnesota is McKinley Wright. Uh, and then for Sacramento, you've got a questionable tag on Harkless. A uh, bunch of guys out, though. Bagley, Davis, Holiday, Holmes, Lamb, Sabonis. None of those guys are going to play yet, the new ones. They're all out. So, uh, you know, with Holmes and Harkless on top of that being questionable, uh, this game becomes very interesting, but there's going to be some serious value with some of their players. Uh, way I look at this initially here, again, you've got two nights, uh, two teams on the second night of a back-to-back -back again. Boom, boom, playing again, running it back. Um, Minnesota second in pace, Sacramento seventh. 
So that makes this very, very good game as far as pace, best of the entire group of six. Defense poor, Minnesota 15, Sacramento 29. So teams, people are going to come right back to this game, right back to these teams uh, to load up. And I think there are some terrific plays in here. Um, I'm not going to be a full stack in this game. The after-hour slate, I will be. But for the overall slate, I will have some good exposure, but not completely sold out. So a couple of guys here uh, that I'm looking at. If you want to go on the cheap for Pat Bev at 5-1 or Vanderbilt at 5-3, those guys are playable. Uh, the pay-up guys, though, also in play. I mean, D'Angelo Russell at 7K. Uh, you know, he may get Davion Mitchell defense that could uh, slow him down just a bit. Uh, Anthony Edwards at 8-2 and then Cat at 9-7. Uh, just a great matchup for Cat to smash here. Uh, I do expect for more trade news to come down today, too, especially with Sacramento. I still think they may move Harrison Barnes and a few other guys. So, you know, stay stay alert with us on that as the night goes on because that, that will have a huge uh, effect on, on this slate on the Sacramento side, you know, Darren Fox came back with a, a statement game last night saying, you know, he's, he's going to be the, the center of that franchise, you know, don't worry about Halliburton being gone. He's the man and he played like it and he's only seven, seven. So he could be a terrific play. I know he gets Pat Bev defense, but I really think he could be a strong play here. Uh, Davion Mitchell at 5'6 was, was pretty highly owned yesterday. It was a disappointing performance, but has a chance to bounce back in this one at a fair price. Barnes at 6'6, if he's still with the team, is, you know, that's always a playable number. And then where you're going to get the value here is with the bigs. With all the bigs out for Sacramento, it's going to be very hard not to dial up either Metu at 4'2 or Damian Jones at 3'7. Those two guys are both on my radar. I mean, you can play both. I'm probably going to choose one or play one in a GPP, but uh, I think that's just a, a no-brainer value spot uh, for this slate is the, the Kings bigs. All right, that is it, my friends. Again, a fantastic uh, week. This is just unreal. Super Bowl week. It's a Wednesday. We have tons of NBA, NBA trade deadline. We have the golf tournament uh, that's uh, kicking off tomorrow um, at uh, that wonderful course, the Waste Management Open there in Air Scottsdale, <clears throat> Arizona. That's such a fun, rowdy tournament to watch. Uh, and the fans are back now, so uh, that will be great. And then, you know, catch, uh, catch all our shows. Uh, definitely have that NFL uh, three-man booth podcast coming out tonight. For the Super Bowl, we have NBA podcasts every day, uh, including my trade deadline special uh, right after lock tomorrow at uh, 3.30 Eastern. And then uh, Saturday, the uh, collaboration with Gundacker for the live stream at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Uh, we'll go over that slate as well. So fantastic week. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. Join us. It's dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube, by the way, quick thumbs up, hit that like button with the thumbs up. That gives us our, our like, and then hit the subscribe. Give us a little comment, take two, three seconds, question, shout out, whatever you want to do. And while you're at it, hit that little alarm button in the upper corner. That'll let you know when any of our podcasts post. 
If you're listening audio-wise, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts land, uh, we would ask you give us a quick five stars, a, couple, a, a two or three word comment. Anybody that does that, uh, we'll aggregate together at the end of the month and we will have a randomizer pick a free one week membership, all access to DFS Coach Talk. All right, that is it, my friends. Enjoy a wonderful Wednesday. This is sports mania time. I love it. And uh, we're taking advantage of all this news and changes and everything going on. And we're looking to maximize it for sure. So uh, have a great one. And we'll definitely see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.